But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Everybody, I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. I am here in Fat Boy Studios, and we are legal him in the face. I'm going to bring in the uh, other cohorts here real quick. Let's bring in my cousin Vinny, who is at his place today due to hey. in my place. Good morning, hey, everybody. We got Big Bry. What's going on, Big Bry? Hey, fellas, how you doing? Oh, another day in paradise. Even though it was a crappy, crappy weekend for this guy. But we'll get into that a little bit later. And I, I'm still blaming Vinny for that. Vinny and I had a conversation that we'll get into here a little bit later. <laughs> I'm still blaming Vinny for that one. Your fault, Vinny. Uh-huh. We, we just had Thanksgiving, guys. Uh, we just got uh, our ass, well, not even our ass kicked. We just pretty much laid down and took it to the Ravens. And uh, that's about it. That's, I mean, and of course, laid down and took it to Michigan, too. So, you know, we're just. Ohio is an all wonderful, wonderful time right now. And I, I did put out a uh, Facebook and Twitter poll a little bit later that we'll get into that Brian doesn't know about because I haven't seen Brian since, what was it, last Wednesday? You've been ducking me. You know, I've been ducking you. I don't want to see your face. You're wearing a Michigan jersey right now. Like, I want to see that I believe shit. it. <laughs> I wear, believe it. You wear that thing into work today? Oh, I, I, you you just wait. I got something special for you planned. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, I bet you I got like things and Michigan banners hanging up in my locker when I get to work. Can't wait for that. I ain't, I ain't saying a word. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. Vinny, uh, how was your Thanksgiving, bud? Oh, Thanksgiving was wonderful. Multiple families. It's a good time all around. And our first comment, Justin Masters, hats off to your boys, Bry. That run game was on point. Yes, it was. We couldn't yeah. get close to stopping that thing. But we will get into that. Vinny, let's get through the rundown, bud. Let's get into that. I, yeah. You want to do it or you want me to? No, I got it if you want. Go right ahead, buddy. All right. Rundown for November 30th, 2021, episode 81. Right We're going to start with some shout-outs. We're going to do uh, talk about uh, some fun things coming up here Uh we're going to have a cheap ham party coming up. So that lots of fun there. My cousin Vinny's word of the day. We'll talk a little bit about the gauntlet league. Uh, trivia time. Bri, it's your turn, right? For trivia. Yes, sir. Nice. Um, we'll talk a little uh, Michigan, Ohio state. We're going to talk some Browns uh, and Ravens. Um, get to your Facebook, Twitter poll, of course. And uh, ham and illegal ham. Of the game 
for uh, against uh, the Ravens. Next week, man, we got a bye week, so we'll talk a little bit about that, what needs to happen. Um, Fat Boy Tuesday, we're going to talk some Thanksgiving leftovers and our top three coaching destinations. Yeah, we we decided that with all the uh, coaching moves that have happened the past few days, we'll get into our top three. And also, since he he, uh, outed us out right at the beginning, it's okay. I know I have it on here. But we are going to be having a cheap camp party next week. Let me bring up the other logo here. Absolutely. The boys from the Cheap Seats podcast and also Craig Felton from the Dogs Table will be joining us for a cheap ham party next week. We're going to bring everybody in on the bye week, get everybody's feelings, see how the boys down in Kentucky are doing, and uh, see how their feelings are about the Browns and like the landscape of the NFL as we're going along here. Plus, you know, it gives Brian another person to throw it in the face to with Big Man. So it gives him another, <laughs> another victim that he can mark off his list as he's going through. So he's just, he's got it all marked up and ready to go. He's just scratching it off with lipstick, just one at a time. <laughs> like uh, like Steve Buscemi and, uh, and Billy yep. Madison. Yep. Uh, oh, thank I'm, you. I'm not <laughs> just, Glad I called that guy. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to count my chickens before they hatch. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm in as good a mood next Tuesday as I am today. All right. Well, let's get into our shout outs today. I will go first. Uh, our shout outs. My first shout out is to uh, Junior's wife, Megan. It is her birthday today. So happy birthday, Mama. Uh, she is family to us. So I want to wish her a happy birthday. Also want to wish everybody, everybody had a great Thanksgiving from what I talked to, but also today is the Tuesday gift, whatever donation day. And uh, we made a wonderful donation to the city dogs of Cleveland today and uh, also the boys school. So if you get a chance to, and you want to donate today, please donate to whatever cause you want to donate to. Uh, We chose those two because, you know, they're near and dear to our hearts because of, our boys and especially city dogs in Cleveland being so awesome to us. Uh, Red leg is here. What's going on red leg. And then uh, my last little shout out is YouTube knuckleheads right here because I called Brian on Saturday night and the only words I could get out of Brian said or Sunday night were go blue, go blue, go blue. It wasn't even anything <laughs> remote to a conversation because I wanted to see how he felt about the Browns coming up. Just go blue, go blue, go blue. I was trying to keep it positive. You called me right after they shanked that uh, 46 yarder. So I was trying to remember the good times. I know. And then I got to thank my cousin Vinny for calling me and let me know why Ohio State really lost. He called me up. He goes, why is it every time I'm watching an entire game, the team loses? I'm like, well, I'm blaming you now because it's honestly. Yeah. So Vinny thank you, Vinny. Game right now is just like a death blow. It's like the it favorite. horrible. What is it to finish him on Mortal Kombat is what it is right there. Just yeah. he is just Scorpion with a little rope and just get over here. Just so done with sports. <laughs> so you did your part. Thank you, Vinny. Where would I like to go, coach? I'll tell you where. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go back as a Vinny. You got any shout outs, bud? Um, shout out my uh my mother in law. She just had her birthday actually yesterday on the 29th uh my sister she had her birthday on the 28th so okay oh, nice. happy birthday guys absolutely cool. that it yeah that's it for me all right bry <clears throat> yeah um yeah i'm along with you i had a great weekend uh 
mainly just spending time with family and it was jam packed. Let me shout out my wife first for, uh, for putting up with basically four straight days of hanging out with my family. Um, I know she loves them just as much as I do, but it can be a bit much. Usually we hang out with my family a little more on Thanksgiving and a little bit more of her family during uh, the Christmas time. So shout her out, shout all my family members out. I had multiple uh, cousins, uncle, my uncle John said he tries to listen. So if you're listening tonight, He's a big Buckeye fan. I actually watched the game with him, and so oh, I was giving him a little bit of a hard time, but not much. I wasn't, I wasn't unloading on him because I know he could probably do that to me every single year for the last decade. So I took it easy. Um, yeah, my cousins Mike, Pat, um, love you guys, and I had a a special visitor uh, call me after our show last uh, Tuesday telling me he was coming in town from Oklahoma um, for Thanksgiving. And so let me shout out my cousin Hunter, who's a big Michigan fan. Got to watch the game with him. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a new tradition now because uh, we're one for one. So, yeah, yep, you love you guys. It was a good time. Um, and, yeah, other, until Sunday. It was a lot of fun until Sunday. Yeah, Sunday was not good. And not good <laughs> Sunday was rough. Sunday was rough. All right, well, let's get into our sponsor here. Uh, Harold and APA. Uh, Harold actually played on uh, Sunday with me, and it was I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, he did say that he has our merchandise for us, and he's going to get Brian hooked up with his hat and everything else that he, he's been promising us. And uh, also, if you want to go play, we're getting ready to finish the, what is this, the fall season, I guess? I don't know which season it is. Spring, fall, it doesn't matter anymore. It runs all together. But we're getting ready to finish our session, and we're getting ready to start a new one here. So if you would like this to- last session was the fall session. Sorry. Was this the fall one? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna be starting the spring here pretty soon. It's like winter spring is what they do. Yeah. So if you guys want to play and learn even if you're an amateur or you've been playing for years like Vinny and I, it doesn't matter because everybody that plays the APA just has fun. It's a lot of group of a lot of great people that we've met along the years and everybody just kinda it's a great time. It really is. You get to meet a lot of good people and you get to have a great time with a lot of people. So, um, also we got to get into, Oh Jesus, God, do we have to, I saw what was next on the lineup and I, I don't know if I want to do it. Oh, <laughs> we can I'm, go straight into the Michigan, Ohio state. Game <laughs> go right, straight into the gauntlet league. Skip this. I, you might as well just start stabbing my eyes out with my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Let's talk about Ohio State, Michigan. All right, you gotta you gotta build up to that kind of pain. Yeah, I mean, just we'll start small. We'll start small. Oh, you're gonna love the word then. Oh, jeez. All, right. All right, let's do it. Let's do my cousin Vinny's word of the day. <laughs> I'm not even having the music. I'm sorry, Vinny. No worries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Now, are you unmuted and the volume up? I am unmuted. The volume is up. I checked it. I actually I muted myself earlier just, just check. to double check. Right. And it's not like I'm gonna get like a text or anything from the wife or kids or anything because <laughs> we're all here at the house today. So let's see if this works. Here it is. Obfuscate. Did you guys hear that? I did. Was it obfuscate? Obfus obfuscate. 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 O b f u s c a t e. Well, uh, 
Red leg. Pass. <laughs> Red leg has a very long story about that. And actually, uh, you're gonna love the definition of he's, it. He's just a hater. I I don't know what it is. Like his parents say, racing. Red. Like his whole family's Ohio State fans, and it just yeah. I'm, I'm the black sheep. Yeah, he's just like he goes <laughs> Ohio State. No, I'll go with the most team they hate the most. Let's go with that one. <laughs> so that's what happened. So plus he probably got dropped as a kid. I don't know. It's, it's it was a, traced back to one of my dad's good friends who started me flooding me with Michigan stuff uh, when I was little. My dad wasn't an Ohio State fan much. He went to Kent State, so he didn't pay attention to a whole lot of uh, college football. But, um, yeah, he raised me to be a Cleveland sports fan, and anything else really didn't matter. Well, he should have burned all those stuff coming in from your uncle for years. <laughs> <laughs> Free yeah. stuff. What am I not going to wear? Michigan uh, Nike shorts or, or a hundred fifty dollar jersey. There, you just said it right there. Free stuff coming from Michigan. Just free stuff. Just being thrown out. Just you know, have five. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> well, and, and don't forget, I grew up in the nineties when Michigan dominated, so it was easy That's to be true. a Michigan fan back then. I, I give you credit. I yes, you did. I had to. I, I'm paying for it ever since. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> So, all right. So, obfuscate, 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 obfuscate. All right. So, oh, good lord, I don't even know if I want to do that. But let's get into our trivia. Then we'll get into yeah. We'll get into Bryce's glorious, you know, run around the track. Okay. Oh, that was like you just you premature that like you wouldn't believe us. <laughs> that was so trying to get an extra drink in here, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> just shut us down right out of the gate. Quick look behind the camera, guys. Yeah, All for you. <laughs> uh, so, trivia is brought to you by Papa V and Curb Appeal. Get a hold of Papa V and Curb Appeal Landscaping. This see, this is what happens when I don't have at least one of you in Fat Boy Studios that yeah. act like this the entire time. Like, what are you doing? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> get a hold of Papa V at Curb Landscaping. Thank you, and Brian. All right, trivia time. Go ahead, bud. Okay, so there's a little Michigan Ohio State twist to this, but um, uh, I don't know if you saw. Did you watch the game on Saturday? Which one? The Ohio State Michigan game. <laughs> part of it. I, I did watch part of it. So yeah. if you watched part of it, you probably saw Aiden Hutchinson dominating uh, their offensive line and possibly maybe working his way into uh, the Heisman talks. So Shut your he, face. <laughs> he, he hasn't been invited. He hasn't been named a finalist yet. Uh, but um, I'm looking for – it's happened two times – in the last 25 years, the last uh, quarter century, um, two times a defensive lineman has been invited to New York to be a finalist for the Heisman. Can you name me those two players? I think I can. Okay. You don't even want my hit? No, no. I think I got it. Okay, cool. I think I do. So, uh, Barry, okay. you're on the wrong show, brother. There is no link here. You can catch the link on the dog's table later on because I know what's coming with that one. 
Oh, he wants to get in. Oh, he wants something fierce. I bet he does. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Red Lake, what did you do today? Kick to Beehive posted that I was picking JOK as defensive rookie of the year. Browns fans and NFLs all over you. Really? Well, I kind of get it. I mean, I just, I mean, defensive rookie of the year. Who else would you, I mean, you got Greg Newsom. Who else would be defensive rookie of the year? Uh, I, I've been hearing Micah Parsons. I, I, don't, I haven't watched any Dallas games, so I don't know, but um, sounds like he's having a good year. Yeah, Shoot, yeah. if, if JOK could play like that every single game like he did on Sunday, absolutely, he'd be a no-brainer. Well, before we get to the Browns talk, Brian, let's let's get your victory lap. Uh, I do want to give a wonderful shout-out to the University of Michigan. Uh, you guys came out, and you just pretty much kicked our ass. And you know something? I couldn't even be mad at it. Like, I'm watching it thinking I should be upset about it. And I'm like, I can't even get upset. I mean, it's been it's been 10 years. I can't even get upset. Like, I'm just looking at it going, I, I don't right. know what to do. And the thing was, Brian, is like as soon as, as I was watching the game, watching how Michigan was playing versus like and how Ohio State was playing, I sat there and as soon as I saw the third quarter and Ohio State came out and had a three and out right out of the gate, right out of the, right out of halftime, I'm like, game's over. Michigan owns them now. Because the way you guys were running the ball, the way you guys were playing, the way it was dialed up, I mean, you guys were playing on a whole different level that day, and kudos. I tipped my hat, bud. I mean, you guys played great. So, go ahead, bud. Thank you. Yeah, I was a little more cautious than you were. Um, I was holding my breath till the, the bitter end, being a Michigan fan and a Browns fan. I've seen my team blow several leads less than 15 or more than 15 points. So, I wasn't celebrating. I started getting texts from people, phone calls. Didn't answer them, but um, yeah, it was it was nice. It was a great great game to watch. And excuse me, in all honesty, it's it's good for the rivalry. I know it sucks as Ohio State fans. It sucks if you ever lose to Michigan, but it's great for the rivalry. I mean, in my opinion, right now, the best rivalry in college football is Alabama and Auburn because no matter Alabama's been up here for the last decade. But every time they seem to play Auburn, Auburn gives them a game. And they might not win every game. We saw it on Saturday. Alabama was 20-point favorites, and Auburn gave them a hell of a game. So it's more Michigan's fault for kind of choking in the big games. But, you know, like I was telling you the other day, they're not getting the same recruits that Ohio State's getting. So once they can start, you know, building some momentum, you know, maybe closing the gap a little bit in recruiting – Maybe we'll start to see them compete with them more often. But the sweetest thing for me was I've been hearing for years uh, Ohio State fans saying, well, you know, these southern schools, if they come up north and they play in the cold and they play in the snow, we'll see what real football's like and we'll, we'll manhandle it. Well, guess what? It was cold. It was snowing. And Michigan just ran the ball down their throats. Michigan controlled the offensive line of scrimmage. Michigan controlled the defensive line of scrimmage. And, you know, you can have this number one wide receiver. You can have that number one wide receiver. You can have three guys go for 1,000 yards. But push comes to shove. It's black and blue football. It's it's who's tougher. And at least for that day, I'm not going to say that Michigan would win 10 times out of 10 or something. But, um, yeah, at least for that day and that climate, 
yeah, Michigan took it to him, rushed for 300 yards, and um, yeah, I, I was, I was, I, I kept my cool for a while because I was around Ohio State fans for most of the game, for the whole game really. But as soon as I got in the car, I, I let out one of those screams. Uh, my wife scared the hell out of my wife, but um, it's been a long time coming. But I, I'm telling you, it's good for the rivalry. Um, you know, Ohio State can't win them all. There, only one team gets to celebrate a national championship. So, hopefully, Michigan doesn't shoot themselves in the foot against and Iowa. Yeah, lose to Iowa. Then. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the most hardball thing ever? <laughs> I, I'm on record as saying he had to go after last year. So I know this at least lets him redeem himself for one more year. Um, but you got to you got to consistently compete with them. We can't be losing to Ohio State by 20 next year or 25 or something like that. You have to consistently compete with them. I'm not saying you have to win them all, but um. Yeah, close that gap. Um, Ohio State, like I told you, is going to have more talent for the foreseeable future because they're a college football powerhouse. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, they have a leg up. And Georgia, I'll throw Georgia in there too. They have a leg up on everybody else that they play because they have more talent. So they're going to be favored in every single game. So, you know, it's about damn time Michigan Michigan beat them as an underdog because you're never going to be favored against them. So. Let's do it in Columbus. I don't know the last time they won in Columbus, but um, it'd be nice to see. Well, I know it wasn't last year because, you know, the wonderful post that you put out, you know, that uh, Ohio State hasn't beat Michigan in like 729 days. Well, Brian, yep. that was because they bowed out because of COVID because they didn't want to play Ohio State. Thinking that, they that's, what you, that, that's what you think. Thinking they could screw over Ohio State, they wouldn't get in the national championship and all right. that stuff. I, I get it. It's fine. That's what Michigan does. I get it. That's that's okay. They, they beat them this year. Who's to say they wouldn't have beat them last year? You don't know. Brian, Maybe I'm they pretty- run the ball for 300 yards last year, too. Well, guess what? They should have pussied out and showed up at Ohio State then. Hey, Ohio State canceled a game because of COVID, too. That was yes, they did. See, now we get this banter back and forth. I had our buddy uh, Buzzy was texting me. He he always seems to text me and hit me up when uh when Michigan's a hot button, and uh, he was hitting me up before the game, and I'm like, man, I'm sorry, I can't give you the trash talk you're looking for because uh because I've just been beaten down for the last nine years. I can't, I couldn't go into that game and realistically talk trash and say that Michigan was going to win because what well, we heard it two, three years ago, everybody picked Michigan to beat Ohio state and Ohio state hung 63 on them. So yeah, yeah I, I just, I just hope that we are closing the gap and we can compete with them year in, year out. I'm not saying, you know, you have to win two out of three or anything, but Let's just make it a game. Let's make it a rivalry so I can't start talking trash to you more. I like it. So uh, do you want to you want to give Vinny thanks now or later for watching the game? <laughs> oh hey, checks, checks in the mail, Vinny. Yeah, I'll I mean, send you Michigan I'll send you some free Michigan stuff too, so you can become a Michigan fan too. Well you know let's what? I didn't I didn't even have the thought in my head to really watch the game. It was uh my daughter's boyfriend who goes Oh yeah, can we check the score of the game real quick? And I went, Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. All right, let's check it. And I got sucked in, and I'm going, Oh god, this yeah. is horrible. <laughs> I, I mean, it was a... the messages I got from Vinny were, 
why is it every game I watch the team loses that I normally root for? And I'm like, you did not. He goes, oh, I did. I'm like, Danny, what are you doing? We have no more Browns games for you the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm done. Hey. Watch the Ravens games from here on out. Yeah. Every Ravens right, game. start right. Uh, start buying a, a Lamar Jackson jersey. Yeah, jeez. Uh, let's get into uh, our gauntlet league because uh, Ohio State versus Michigan is back at again, and I don't know why Lauren flipped me off in a text message, which kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. But then I, I realized. I was like, I realized. Well, it's gauntlet league. Yeah, you're going to get that, Jared. So it's all right. So guess what? I that, want to. Lauren's out. Fatty chopped her down again. The only thing <coughs> is his running back is now out for the season. Christian Jeez. McCaffrey is out for the season. So I got to piece together a running back room. But guess who? I get to go against, Vinny. You're going against Big Bry? Down in the gauntlet. Oh, man. So it is a big boy showdown. So this is be good. Yeah, it's going to be really good because I got a lot of people on by too. So I got to figure out what the hell I'm doing. But I blame Adam Schefter. He he came on uh, fantasy football uh, now in the morning. He said Rex Burkhead is his sleeper of the week. So I'll go. Okay, he he knows he's more connected than I am. I'll trust him. I took Miles Gaskin out. I put Rex Burkhead in, and uh, yeah, Burkhead got like ten less points. And had I just kept it the way it was, I'd, I'd have been. 10 points above, and uh, Chris would have been in the gauntlet. But that's, that's all right. right. That's all right. So we're yeah. set up set up a showdown. We're set up a showdown. So there'll be some more smack talking throughout the week. So you you guys will get that. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. The Browns take a huge L against the Ravens. Uh, they... Got Lamar Jackson to turn the ball over four times, and they still can only score 10 damn points. Um, everything that could go, I, I don't even know what the hell happened that game, right? I just, I shook my head at it. I mean, it was play calling. It was, I, I, Jesus, God, it was everything. But, and I just, I could not. I mean, let me get, did you watch the game, Vinny? They did this one on their own, guys. I did not watch the game. All right. So it was, it was, I mean, Brian, what the hell happened? That's why I got, what is happening with this team right now? And and I'll give you the Twitter poll real quick that I put out there because you don't have to click on it, Vinny. It's all right. So on Facebook, all the groups that we belong to and the Twitter poll I put out there. So what's going on with the Browns right now? What's wrong with our Browns? And what's wrong with our coaching, quarterback play, overhyped, or other and you know how many responses i got for coaching i got responses for injury i mean it was uh, it was coaching injury and overhype was a lot of them and i'm not saying quarterback really? was sprinkled in there but what it, uh do you have the percentages well wow. let me pull up the one on twitter but i don't have the one on facebook because it was just pretty much everybody chiming in so let mm-hmm. me go to my twitter account you guys you guys go ahead and talk about it while i get going but yeah it was it was a bad loss honestly i mean i'm not sure how much coaching really plays a factor in it i mean the coach runs the team i understand that and if we look at it from a standpoint of the coach finally should have just pulled baker i i blame the quarterback more than anything you know if he was healthier i 
feel like he'd be doing a lot better out there if he would have, you know, let our secondary go ahead and play uh, against the Lions and then, you know, take another week off even, you know, that would be three weeks off. Yeah, he'd, but... be, he'd be back to full health or at least play against the Ravens. That's fine. And yeah, give them but... week on, week off. But guess who makes that decision? <clears throat> the, the coach. coach. So, it, so here's what it was for the Twitter poll. Uh, coaching was 49%. 20% was quarterback. 16% was over height. And 15% was other. Okay. So that's where we're at. So it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And the reason why I bring up the whole coaching thing is because you sit there, you look at it, you're on a fourth down, fourth and two, and you run out 12 guys. How many times? Three times? I think they ran about 12 guys, and you got flagged for it and gave them a first down. On a fourth and two. Like, what the shit are you doing? Like, it, it is little things that is irking the hell out of me. It is the penalties. It is, for me, what was the other one that was, like, it was a legal formation on, like, a kickoff or something like that. And I just, I was like... Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, never heard of that. Never heard of that. And it's just, it's decisions like that that got me kind of questioned the coaching now because, brother, you haven't scored any points since the Cincinnati, well, even before the Cincinnati game. I mean, you've been under 20 points. You're averaging like 12 points or some crap like that. It's yeah. bad. Our <laughs> offense is bad right now. And the other thing I got to ask, what the hell happened to our two studs at running back? You only gave them the ball 15 times. I think Chubb had it eight and uh, Hunt had it seven. That was it. You just, you completely gave up on the run. I don't care if there's nine people in the box. You still gave up on the run. What the hell? Like, what do we do now, Bri? Where do we go? I mean, you tell me. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong about what I'm saying about the coaches? You're not wrong. I mean, I, I wouldn't say the coaches have had a, a good uh, last month. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what you do. Um, thankfully, it's our bye week, and last year our bye week proved to be pretty important because for whatever reason, they made the adjustments. They waited till the bye week <laughs> to make the adjustments, and we sprinkled some magic dust on our quarterback, and he's just started playing better. I don't know if we can do that again this year. I sure hope we can. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, it, it's it's sure is frustrating to watch. Um, I, I'm probably with Vinny, as you could probably guess by our past conversations that you know the court of, the the coaches haven't done a great job, but good quarterback play can make up for that. And certainly. Even if the coaches have a bad game, you should score more than ten points when your defense gives you four turnovers. Um, You know we've done it in the past. We've seen like, okay, defense gets you four turnovers, you're going to win. And and what did I see? Teams are now one and thirty-five when they get four turnovers. And guess what that one was? It's it's getting hard to watch. And and I know Baker has made some good throws. He just hasn't made enough. Um, you know, his throw to, to Landry was good. I think the bar for Baker by Browns fans has been set so low that he makes one or two throws a game, and you're like, okay, that's our guy. We got him. You have to do more than that as a quarterback in the NFL. You can't just make one or two nice throws a game. And um, teams are going to do this for the rest of the year. That's why 
technically, mathematically, the Browns aren't eliminated from the playoffs, but it's hard to have hope that uh, because they're daring your quarterback to beat you. They said, okay, you know, what did we see? The Ravens put like nine or ten guys at the line of scrimmage. So there's no they – t- they're telling you we are coming after you because we don't think you can beat us. We're either going to stop the run or your quarterback can't make the throws to beat us. And guess what? He didn't. Uh, he did a couple times, but their cornerbacks are good enough to where they can cover for the first five yards. After that, you know, what are they going to do? That's the thing. I mean, at that point in time, you you need a deep threat guy. I mean, Rashard Higgins was a healthy scratch. Um, they brought in JoJo Natson and Jamarcus Bradley to fill out the rest of the wide receiver core. So it's like, okay, so what is that? Like, I get special teams. They didn't even bring in a fullback this time, so there's no fullback there. I, I don't understand that either. That and, That's and, definitely coaching. And then, you know, I, I will be – I know a lot of people have said it, and I'm just going to probably piggyback off everybody. Why are you paying Austin Hooper this much money? Why? Like, I, what the hell has he done this year besides a couple games to help you out? Because it looks like Njoku – has done better than Austin Hooper this year. And that's just me Absolutely. watching the games. Like, w- what has he done? Like, we're paying him how much money to do what? Block? I, yeah. It, like, we're at, the, we're at the bye week now, and these are the questions that got to get asked. And you know something? Somebody's got to be in that room and stand up because right now it's 6-6. Six and six. Guys, you're pretty much going to have to win out. There's no if ands, or buts that's going on right now. You will have to almost win out to get into the playoffs. And you're going to have to take down the Ravens again, Steelers, Bengals who are looking hot, the Packers, and the Raiders. Those are your last five games. Right there that you got to go through. Or is there another one I'm missing? Uh, we have three division games, uh, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, yeah. Packers. So yeah. So I the, mm-hmm. the reason why my math was all screwed up because I was looking at our little stats over here. Brian, you took over the lead again. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean with this <coughs> your defense did more than enough to stop Lamar Jackson and get your offense. They held it to sixteen points. You held Baltimore to sixteen points and they had to make two fluke plays that I really can't even get upset about. I can get a little bit upset about the defense. Well, Lamar Jackson runs it for like 35 seconds. You're going to lose somebody. All right. I get that. That's going to happen. The touchdown to Andrews and the one deep pass to Andrews where they got to pass interference. Those were mm-hmm. fluke plays that normally don't happen, but they do with Lamar Jackson. Other than that, you did great on defense with them. You held their run down. You held him to I think we only had like 150 yards passing and I think 60 yards rushing or something like that. So you did great there. It's just your offense couldn't get you what you needed to pick up the defense. It's like, this is what I've been talking about all year. It's either a defense win because the offense couldn't do anything or the offense wins because the defense can't do shit. Like where is the happy medium with this team? And right now it's screaming. And I think it happened with OBJ leaving and all the other Stuff that's been coming out now. I I think Stefanski might have lost the locker room already, Bry. And it's not pretty because it might have to do with Baker being hurt and 
know, they can say all the things they want to say, but you, you're sitting out. He's obviously hurt, and there's no way that you can tell me that he's not. And you're saying that. So, he- so Baker had a quote. Did you hear the quote during the broadcast that he feels as good now as he has in the last ten weeks? Well, yeah. So because- I mean, I, 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 and if you're still going to say that he's hurt, we should just change his name to Banged Up Baker Mayfield because. You know, we're just going to say he's hurt for the rest of the year, no matter how he plays. If he plays well, we won't bring it up. If he sucks, we're just going to say, yep, Baker's banged up. He's hurt. You know, there's nothing we can do. He's just not going to be good. But, yeah, the the saddest part about the, that game on, on Sunday is we're going to talk about what's wrong with the offense. Why does the offense suck? And we're not going to talk about how great that defensive performance was because, in my opinion, I don't think you can play much better other than a fluke, uh, you know, just throw it up to Mark Andrews. They had three – if you stop them there, they had three uh, three field goals. And you're talking about a team that as soon as they pass midfield, they're getting three points. They have Justin Tucker. They have the best kicker in the game. His Every kick is straight down the middle – and he can hit it from 66 yards. So as soon as they cross midfield, you say, okay, our, our best-case scenario is they only get three points, and they only had 16 points. So, yeah, the offense is going to have to score more than probably 16 to 20 points because I don't think the defense can perf- repeat that performance. That's how good it was. It was so damn good. It was so much fun watching them. They got four turnovers on Lamar Jackson, which he has never done. And they just they threw it in the dirt. As soon as we get a pick, we turn it right back over to them. And I'm not saying it's all Baker's fault because the one Jarvis had, the other one slipped out of his hands, which I don't know. I don't know if you can blame Baker, if that's just bad luck or, or what. You know, you could also point to his size. You know, not being very big, not having the big hands that where he can grip the ball. I don't know if that's the case, but he also had the Ravens dropped a couple of interceptions that uh that probably they usually catch. So yeah, it, it's man, I go back to it's just it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch this offense at this point, and it's almost like as Browns fans, as the Browns organization, we're reaping what we sow because. What have we complained about for the last month and a half? OBJ is ruining this offense. We would be so much better without OBJ. OBJ's gone. Now what's our problem? We don't have receivers. Our receivers drop the ball. Our receivers can't get open against man coverage because that's all teams are going to play against us because they know our quarterback can't complete passes against man coverage. So, you know, you kind of made your own bed by doing this. Um, you know, we all knew that as soon as we lose our top receiver, what do we have left? Hollywood Higgins? Yeah, he's a good – he's a nice, you know, slot receiver. He's a nice possession guy. Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, talented guy. He's a six-round pick. There's a reason he fell to that. You know, we just – we can't get the ball to our receivers. I don't know if you want to blame it on scheme I personally blame it on the quarterback, as we got into a couple weeks ago. Um, He does does some nice throws. He just doesn't do enough. And everybody has their opinion. Yes, it's it's everything, though, Bri. It's the wide receivers. It's the tight ends sometimes. It's the offensive line. Now that Conklin's out and out for the year because of a 
knee injury. We just got him back. They put Kareem Hunt on a pitch count, and his leg tightened up, and I don't know if he's still doing good or not. You got the wide receivers that you do have. The only veteran wide receiver you have is Jarvis, and everybody else is just just another guy right now. I mean, I'm just, I, we have hopes for Peoples Jones Jr., but there's no there's no other guy. Like, there's nobody else that scares anything out of a defense. So you're sitting here looking at this, and it's like, okay, well, if you guys are wanting to do this, why the hell are you throwing the ball then, even if they are putting eight guys? Because I watch – everybody knows that Minnesota, that Tennessee are just going to run the ball all the time. They even did it with the Patriots the one year. Remember, the Patriots won the Super Bowl by just running the ball. That's all they did was just run the ball. So mm-hmm. you're telling me that uh, Nick nice. Chubb – Yeah, you, you, you're telling me that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson, who did play that game, could not get more than what they got for yardage. That's a joke. They only got like 30 yards rushing the entire game. What the hell, Bri? We have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and we only got like 30 yards rushing. 30 yards. I'm what? I'm I'm telling you that uh NFL teams respect Ryan Tannehill, respect Kirk Cousins, respect um Jimmy Garoppolo more than they do Baker Mayfield right now. No team has ever, I don't know if any defense has ever sold out to stop the run like teams are doing against us right now because they know what's the worst case scenario. Baker may make one throw, two throws. So what? You still only get 10 points out of it. Um, and so I, I at this point, Kareem Hunt obviously was not right. Otherwise, they would have played him more. Yeah. Nick Chubb just, I mean, he in. Another had, thing is Baltimore had, had the horses. 16 yards. He had eight rushes for 16 yards. That was it. And right. those Balt- horses, they could be horses all they want. I've seen Nick Chubb run over those horses. Yeah, but when you have a team that, what, they give up the second least amount of yards in the NFL uh, on the rush, and you have a team that's that good already against normal teams, now you have a team that can only have success by rushing the ball. Yeah, I mean, even with the best offensive line, even with the best running backs in the game, they're going to be able to stop you if they stick nine, ten guys in the box. And that's that's what's going to happen. You need your quarterback to loosen that up a little bit and one throw to Jarvis Landry or one throw to Harrison Bryant, that's not going to be enough. They're still going to keep doing it, and they did. And they said, all right, you know, we're, we're okay with giving up uh, 10 points. That's fine. 10 points, maybe 13 if uh, if McLaughlin makes that field goal. But even, even with Lamar Jackson having as rough a game as he had, he made the plays to win the game. And that's what you hope your quarterback can do. And what do we do? The last two drives that we the, – the Browns offense had the ball to where they could take the lead or at least put points on the board. Three and outs, two three and outs, because they knew that, hey, you know, they're probably going to have to throw it here, and, you know, we're not scared of you at all. They didn't even come close to putting points on the board. So that's where I say, how much is your uh, is your injured quarterback? You know, he, he looks good for most of the game, but when the pressure's on, he folds like a cheap lawn chair. And, you know, be it injury, that, that – to me, that's not injury. That's makeup. That's him lacking confidence. Maybe we hope he could possibly get that confidence back next year, but um, 
But right now, I, I, unless we get a miracle, I, I don't see it changing. What was that quote again? What's that? From, what, what was that quote again from Baker? Uh, I felt as good now as I have the last 10 weeks. So last two and a half months. So he's well, been only had 12. So what he's kind of saying, though, is I've been hurt for the last 10 weeks. Well, right. yeah, he has been. He, he's He's been banged up for 10 weeks and uh, he's finally starting to feel better. He's not going to be 100 percent. No quarterback, no NFL player is 100 percent 12 weeks into the season. Right. But I think with this bye, I think it's going to – well, let's get into our, our hammer, legal hammer of the game, and then we're going to talk about the bye. Because <laughs> I, I got something I want to bring to you real quick because somebody asked me this question. I want to ask it to you. So um, do you what what ham do you want? Do you want the hammer or legal ham? I mean, it's probably pretty obvious what my illegal ham is going to be. So it's, if you want to take so that. You're saying Baker Mayfield is your legal ham? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have a quarterback right now that can't lead you to victories unless okay. your defense pitches a shutout. All right. And I, for the ham, I I got to go with just the whole defense. The whole defense played great. I mean, pick yes, a guy. If I had to pick a guy, uh, it was nice to see Grant Delpit's name called. Uh, he covered a lot of Andrews and a lot of the slot. And sure. Even JOK, JOK went nuts. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was there. It was nice to see. Oh God, <laughs> Jose! Let me interrupt you guys. Talk about the Michigan Wolverines. Oh, <laughs> Jose! If you were here earlier, you could have got your chance to. So, <laughs> could have got your chance to. But, cheers to you. <laughs> cheers, Jose. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> so my uh, if I had to pick a ham, I was gonna go um Greg Newsom because oh, he made a couple of huge tackles on third down. Um like he was, and he had a couple nice breakups. He, he had one breakup in the end zone that uh in you know just because I don't like Baker, people might think that uh well you didn't like him from the beginning, you didn't like that draft pick. I wasn't crazy about the Greg Newsom draft pick either. And he's he's probably one of the most underrated defensive rookies in the league. Yes, if you watch is. the Browns games, you watch him make impact play two, three, four at a time, which is hard to do as a cornerback because a lot of times it's just breaking up passes. But he's stopping guys on third down. You know, he's catching up to them when they get separation. He's making a tackle to force a punt. So he did that twice this past game, and and yeah, I tip my cap to him. He's playing great. All right, so let's let's get into uh, up next is the bye week. All right, so bye week we got to get people healthy. We really do. We're we're still really banged up. It'd be nice to get Kareem Hunt an extra week to get that leg healed up a little bit. Jarvis a little bit banged up still too. Uh, it'll be nice to get all these guys kind of healed up a little bit. But sure. also, I wanted to bring two questions up to you, Brian. Uh, how often is Baker Mayfield behind center? Just two. Uh, it, it's a good portion. Of I it. don't know. To be honest, I don't know. But it, you mean you mean lined up under center or in yeah. the shotgun? No, lined okay. up under center. It, it's a good portion that he is lined up under center. Mm-hmm. Now we're fans here, and I'm just going to spitball. I mean, 
he is only six foot tall, correct? Correct. Right. correct. Offensive line, as soon as that ball snapped, that offensive line is standing up and moving back towards him. So you got a six foot guy trying to drop back and still try to find a receiver as he's looking through there. And I understand short quarterbacks. I get all that stuff. Why not? Because they did it with Drew Brees. They did it with Peyton Manning. They did it with a lot of – now, they went under center every now and then. Why not run a shotgun offense with Baker Mayfield to give him the extra second or two to look at the defense before the offensive line steps up? Why put him under center all the time? Because I, I the, reason, think... the reason why I asked, though, is because you have tight ends. You have the running backs that played in that kind of system. They did it at Georgia with – Nick Chubb, they did it at Toledo with Kareem Hunt. You know, that's what he's good at. Why not? Because they said that he was the best one to come in on a blackboard and write out every play. He knew what was going on, everything, blah, 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 blah. Is it the fact that he is behind under center and he cannot see as he's going back? And if he gets a little bit more separation, it gives him an extra half second to a second to see what's going on? I Is that just me being like, Try to be a Baker homer, or could that possibly help out? I think uh, I think it's just not not what we're trying to do on offense. What what makes our offense go is our running game, and you're going to have more success lining up under center than you are from the shotgun. So what makes our offense work is lining up under center, handing it off, and also the play action, the threat of handing it off. So. You know, if Baker's lining up in shotgun, you know, okay, well, we get that extra split second to stop the run if they are going to run it. So we need we need our defensive guys crowding the line of scrimmage, and they can react. They Just that extra little time, they can react to stop the run. So our best position, our best formation is under center because we can give that threat of running or run the ball and have more success that way. And and it goes back to, you know, Andrew Barry. It goes back to Kevin Stefanski did not pick this quarterback. That's why people want to say, well, let's get rid of Stefanski. It, I, I think of the old adage for college football coaches, like you have to give your coach two, three, four years to get his players into this offense. So, you know, we're- we're just, was given Baker Mayfield. So we're just spoiled is what you're saying. Last year was just a spoiled year of us going to the playoffs. We're still working through stuff. We we had a lot go right last year. We didn't have that devastating injury. OBJ got hurt, but um but he wasn't a huge part of our offense and Baker to his credit, I give him credit for playing well last year. Um but it all comes back to what our fears were in the draft, that he's just not big enough. You know, OBJ, what is OBJ's more, most dynamic route is the slant. And he's slanting to the middle of the field. He's slanting to where our offensive linemen are standing straight up. Baker can't get him the ball unless he has a window to get it to him. So it, 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 when people talk about it being a non-fit between Baker and OBJ, that's what I think of when I think that because OBJ does his best work to the middle of the field. And watching that game, I was frustrated because it seems like we had success going to the middle of the field, but Baker was throwing it constantly out to the sidelines. And, and I think 
I think he has trouble seeing the middle of the field unless he's doing like a seven-step drop, which I don't know if you get a whole lot of time doing that because, man, it was frustrating seeing him take these five-step drops, not knowing where to go, and then just kind of dancing around and hoping to make a play and, you know, hoping to uh, to find some space because it's just not working. And another thing I'll say when it comes to him being hurt, we saw Baker Mayfield for the first time in – a month, two months, do a quarterback sneak. And if he's really hurt, your quarterback's not – your coach is not going to make that call, which he hasn't over the last couple of months. Yeah, but but third see, and one, they did a quarterback sneak. Yeah, did you see him hobble his ass back to the huddle? Like, he, I mean, he did no, it. It wasn't on that play. It wasn't on that play no, that he was hobbling. But he also did another scramble where he tried to run, roll out, run out, get you know a couple yards, and he just hobbled back to the – I, I get it. I, it. We're just beating a dead horse right now because everybody is. It is either. You, you, yeah. You, either you take your side. It, yeah. You choose your side, however you want to do it. There's no gray area right yeah. now, especially with social media and, you know, especially with That's, sports radio here. There's no gray area. That, it's, like, it's like here or here and you're done. So that that's that's what I worry about the most is uh it, you say or maybe some people might say Stefanski has lost the locker room. I think maybe Baker has lost the locker room because that could be you team. have your defense put put up a performance like that and they look at the offense, they look at your quarterback which you know what do they say in the past? The the quarterback gets too much success when or too much praise when you win and he gets too much blame when you lose. So that defense puts up an effort like that, and they look at the offense and say, are you kidding me? We got you four turnovers, and you could only put up 10 points. They're not looking at Nick Chubb. They're not looking at Kareem Hunt. They're not looking at the offensive line. They're looking at Baker. You know, the second weekend or second time in the last month, we see we see Kareem Hunt's dad uh, call out Baker, and it's not good. It could, it could, it could go south in a hurry, and um, I hope it doesn't. What is up with – are are we in fucking high school and junior high right now where the dad's got to chime in and go, my boy's not getting the ball anymore. Like we're past this. They're professionals. They're getting paid $3 million. Why is your dad chiming in? Like what? Seriously? You can't look at your dad and go, dad, pipe down a second. All right. We're, we got to work through some stuff, but pipe down a second. Like what the hell we're, is that? We're, we're frustrated as fans. And these guys in that locker room, they want to win more than we do. As much as I love the Browns, those guys in that locker room want to win more than I do. So they yeah. see what I'm seeing. Yeah, they see you. Well, that's maybe the cop out. Like Kareem Hunt can't say it. So he oh, says, so you know, Dad, if you, I mean, I, I doubt there's I, that communication I I between Kareem Hunt and Kareem Sr., but I'm sure they've had conversations where. Kareem Hunt Jr. has blown off some steam and be like, man, this quarterback cannot complete a pass. I play with Patrick Mahomes where he's making every play that we could ever ask for, and now I got this guy, and he can't complete, you know, 50% of his passes. All right, so give me, and I'm going to even ask you, Vinny, give me one thing that you want to happen this bye week for this Browns team. One thing that, like, if you were the coach – or if you were the GM or whatever, the one thing that you want to happen to this Browns team through this bye week, what would it be? Um, rest, relaxation, and uh, Baker to grow a couple inches. 
Dad, a boy. There's Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all want that, Vinny. Yeah. Well, in other areas, too. I'll take all that, right. too. I'll take that, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Brian, what about you? Yeah, I'm willing. Believe it or not, I'm willing to give Baker another week because we saw how much the the week the bye week last year benefited him. But if he doesn't get it done this week, you got to make a quarterback change. I want to see this offense with a capable quarterback. And I'm not saying that Case Keenum is a capable quarterback, but at this point, you can't do much worse than what you're doing. And, and I know we've had drops. And I don't think Baker really even played horrible last week. I think he played not great, but it wasn't his worst game of the year. Um, but man, something's got to happen with this offense. You gotta, you have to strike a fear in the defense with your pass game. Otherwise, they're going to shut down Nick Chubb. They're going to shut down Kareem Hunt. And what are you left with? So, give him this week. If it doesn't work this week, I think you got to make the move. All right, I got I got my and my sis chiming in now. Uh, love you guys. I'm glad you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, so my one thing that I would like to see, and I know it's probably never going to happen because he won't do it, is you know something. I think right now, Stefanski needs to trust his coordinators, and I really do. He even said that he's not going to give up play calling. I really do think he should give up play calling to Alex Van Pelt, and just. Just try to clean up at least the penalties that kill you. You know, the false starts, the offsides, the those are penalties that, yes, you probably should have fixed a long, long time ago. And Craig's here. Craig here is too. Yeah, he's slapping his head. But I really, I really, <laughs> I really do think that that frees him up to actually focus on the game instead of just the offense. Because I have a feeling that he is so far in his head trying to get this offense run right that he's kind of stumbling on his own feet. I think he really is just trying to stump. I It's bad. I, I just, I don't want it to happen, but I think it needs to happen, but I don't think he will do it. So let's get into our uh, Fat Boy Tuesday. Vinny. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, so our Fat Boy Tuesday today is Thanksgiving Leftovers. So, boys, we we all three had a great Thanksgiving. I had what a beautiful Thanksgiving with my wife and my two boys. Uh, you guys had family over, everything else. So let's quickly get into what you guys deemed was the best thing about your Thanksgiving. All right? And I will go – let's go Vinny because Vinny has been chomping at the bit for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Always. And, and you've been eating leftovers for a crazy amount of time now. Oh, so. sure have. <laughs> All right. So, uh, kind of had two Thanksgivings. Um, over at my mom's, there was uh, probably the best thing that I had was hands down the stuffing. Love the stuffing that she makes. Even got to bring my own little pan back home and put that in the fridge, and I, I was able to snack on that. Um, and then when we came back to the house, Afterwards, we had a, a smaller Thanksgiving. Um, my wife's mom and uh, brother came on over to the house, which was awesome. So we had uh, that, and she made a fantastic green bean casserole. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about that. So Both here, gone. 
Well, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So here at the yeah. <laughs> I made a 13-pound turkey mm-hmm. with mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. We had turkey gravy. We had stuffing. We had, I believe, sweet corn and white corn. And then my wife made the genius idea of instead of going out and just like buying a huge pie, she went to Walmart and bought these little mini pies, the little mini pumpkin pies, pecan yeah. pies, so everybody can kind of get their choice. She came back with like 20 pies. I love that woman. Yeah. We had cherry, we had cake, we had apple, we had pecan. You can just pick and Those choose. You just eat it like brownies. It was great. Um, the other thing that uh, I do have to say was actually amazing is uh, my boys. <laughs> Funniest thing they did is we're sitting there and we're eating. They're like, Dad, we got two different potatoes. I'm like, yeah, but if you mix them together, taste delicious. And they're like, <laughs> what? So they started mixing their sweet potatoes, their yams, with their mashed potatoes. And then they're like, we don't have enough gravy. So they went and put more gravy on it. I was such a proud dad. I was like, God, I love you too. Nice. Uh, so, so Brian, how was your Thanksgiving, bud? Oh, it was great. I, I'm sure I put on at least five pounds. Um, you know, at, over between two on Thursday, one on Saturday, I had three Thanksgivings. So there was a lot of th- leftovers. Um, uh, going starting down on my wife's. Um, you know, she made macaroni and cheese, which was the bomb. Which we kind of discussed last week. Maybe might not be a thanksgiving tradition for a lot of people but you can never go wrong with that sweet potato casserole her uncle smoked the ham it was delicious and then going to my family's after that and um you know i I don't know if i mentioned it last week but they do the big thanksgiving dinner at one o'clock and then come you know six seven o'clock after we go out and play a football game they do the appetizers and we have the skyline chili dip uh my cousin made Hanky Pankies, which I can't remember if you guys know what those are. These... Yeah, it's a piece of rye bed with uh, sausage and like cream cheese. Oh, yeah, I know what Hanky Pankies oh, so are. So good. So good. You've never so, had a so Hanky Panky, have you? No. Oh, we're going to have to get video. Oh, you got to try, you gotta try that. Blow okay. Like I can put a jar of hot sauce and just go click, click, and then straight in. Yep. They're a little spicy, too, so you put a little extra hot sauce on them. They make it so good. And then... um. And then we celebrated Thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family on Saturday. And that's where I kind of took home some leftovers, ate them before the game on Sunday before the Browns game. And it was uh, leftover corn casserole. My aunt who made uh, my favorite holiday potatoes, which for some reason some people didn't like because they were a little lumpy. But I almost prefer them a little lumpy. I don't know if you guys like the just the real smooth mashed potatoes or what do you like? I don't care. I'll eat what it like. If care. it's on the yeah. plate, I don't, I don't care. Like gravy, gravy cures all. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, so did the that. wife actually likes some a little runny. Oh, she oh likes yeah. It. Yeah. Right. I, I'm with you. I could do them either way. I probably prefer yeah. the lumpy ones, but I'm, I'm not going to turn down some runny potatoes. No. Um, and then we also had uh, my uncle. I don't know if my uncle or my aunt made it Saturday night, and I didn't even get it because I got some turkey. I didn't get some ham, but I took some ham home. It was probably the second best ham I've ever had in my life. It was almost like jerky, and it was a little sweet. It must have been like a honey-baked ham or something like that. A little sweet, almost like jerky, almost like nice. bacon kind of. 
And yeah. oh man, it, it was so good. So, so that, I had that. My wife and I were fighting over that on Sunday on because we only got three or four pieces of that. So I'm just kidding because Craig comes in here. He goes, "There's only two foods worth having: is ham and pumpkin pie." But he's a picky eater, anyways. Mm-hmm. But, but like for me, like my family, like it, it's straight turkey. There's like every now and then there might be a ham, but like we sure. like we do ham on Christmas. That's where the ham comes out. Yeah. There might be like two or three hams come out mm-hmm. for Christmas. But I've never had a ham during Thanksgiving. Yeah, I feel like it's, this it's is the first a... year. So I, oh, you I did, did ham too, Vinny? Yeah, yeah, we did ham too. Okay. It's it's such a big celebration. Um, you know, when my family gets together, there's 30, 40 people. So you, we usually do a turkey and a ham, and you kind of take which, whatever you like. But there's usually leftovers from both. All right, so ever think about how your stomach only knows about mashed potatoes? That's not that <laughs> <laughs> nope, I haven't. All right. And Jocelyn had ham this year. So hold on. She said we normally don't have ham. Just do the bird. It's all about the bird. So why'd you do a ham this year? You did the trifecta last year. You just couldn't beat the trifecta. You gotta I switch up. I wish I had the picture I could throw up here because the trifecta was great last year. <laughs> so, all right. So let's get into our top three, Vinny. Yes, sir. And we uh, we decided to do coaching destinations because all these college coaches are jumping ship. Lincoln Riley went to USC. Brian Kelly went to Notre Dame. The opposite. Or to Kelly went to LSU. Yeah. LSU. Uh, we had somebody go to Florida. We had Rich Rod is back in coaching again. God help. Is that me. right? Yeah, Jacksonville State. I oh. think he's the head coach who, for them. Who went to Florida? I'd have missed that. Oh, uh, I can't remember his name now. Okay, nobody's special. I search it. Search the floor, new Florida head coach, but there's a lot of coaching changes, and this is still the season's still going on. Like for Brian Kelly to jump to go to LSU, they're still kind of in the hunt for a playoff berth, are they not? I know. I, like I don't get. Yeah. So, and like I understand why, uh, uh, Lincoln Riley did it because they're out of it. They're just going to play a bowl game. He gets it, and obviously he took a whole bunch of recruits with him because they're all dumping sure. out. And Bob Stoops took over as an interim coach just to help with recruiting. Billy so Napier? Bob, Billy Napier, right? Billy Napier. Hmm. That's what so, I'm but seeing. There's also still sure. some, uh, there's still some uh, head coaching jobs around there. Obviously, Notre Dame's opened up now. Um, you have Oklahoma open now. So it, it's a lot of things have changed and reversed. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, if you guys had a chance, if you were a coach for college, okay, we take out your alma mater. So, like, Michigan's out for you, Ohio State's out for me because we'd love to coach there. All right. What other places would you like to coach at? If you had a chance to coach anywhere, where would you like to coach at the college landscape? So, Brian, I'll go with you. Give me your number three. Yeah. Let me go first because then I I might have to step out after this. Um, Okay. So uh, let me start, and I'll start. My number three would be Vanderbilt. 
Um, it's in Nashville. You're in the yeah, SEC, and uh, right, and, and you're not expected to do a whole lot. You know, you, you win three, four games, you're golden. <laughs> so but you can just kind of right. Yeah, right. Not a whole lot of pressure. Nobody really cares about your football program. You can just kind of live it up and party with country music stars and uh, have a good time. So, so that would be my number three. Uh, my number two would be University of Texas because for some reason I, I'm getting caught up now. Let me give you the backstory. We're kind of my wife and I have been watching on Hulu. Um, Friday Night Lights, the TV series. Oh yeah, I'm you're about, we're in we're in season three or four, maybe now. So I'm kind of caught up in that Texas football scene, and yeah, it's just a, a way of life down there. So I think it would be fun to to coach down there. And my number one would be uh, University of Tennessee because as nice as it is with Vanderbilt, um, you really you're in the big city. You don't get that that college town feel. That, uh, that Knoxville has and you know they've been down lately so I don't feel like the pressure would be too great for them to win but um if you could ever get them back to their winning ways I think uh, I think the bar is set pretty low so you could be you could be a star in that city all right so Vinny we're going to go to you I'm going to kick Brian out here real quick so it, sounds so Vinny, good your number three. Now we sprung this up on you, knowing that you you don't care about football and you don't care about colleges. Well, you care about I'm, colleges, but you know, but like if you had to I take care a more college, about football than I do colleges, that's true. So if you had a chance to coach any school, where would you like to coach at? Uh, someplace warm. That a boy. So, so you know, Arizona Wildcats. They're also towards like the bottom of the list too. So. Yeah. You know, if I piggyback off of Brian on that in a little bit. Right, so um, number three is Arizona? Yeah. Okay, number uh, two? You know what? Probably, um, you know, you kind of miss that hype, though, and stuff like that. So, so you know, give me a, uh, give me a team that really loves the sport, Texas A&M, something like that, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, that'd be great one. Oh, would love, would love to be in Texas again. Nice and warm too. Nice and warm. Um, number one. Number one. It's got to feel good to be number one. You know. You want to so, go to Alabama? Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, Who Alabama, knows? or Georgia? Who knows? Well, <laughs> give me, pick one out of the hat. You know, let's go out. Let's go have some fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So he, he picked Arizona, Texas A&M. Yeah, and yeah. Number one. So, yeah. Uh, so I gotta go with my top three. Georgia. Number, number three. Uh, well, I gotta do it because it's my wife and I actually love it down there. By God, West Virginia. I would love to coach at West Virginia, Morgantown. Number is, three. Number three is a beautiful place. I, I love thought it. Thought it'd be higher. Well, no, I got other things. Other things on the mind. <laughs> okay. So number, uh, okay. three, number three, West Virginia, because I, it is like we drive through Morgantown all the time. It's a great place. And I know the people down there can actually, they're really great fans down there. So um, let's see here. Yeah. Craig, you guys stop chiming in and I can read it. Ohio State Bar is low right now. Can't mess it up. And your <laughs> cousin trucker. All right. We're not getting into cousin truckers. 
right. Uh, my number two, and this is out of just sheer want to look good, Oregon. I would love to coach at Oregon because I get to pick whatever uniform out of the 98 uniforms that they got that my team gets to play with. Like, how can you not just go in there and pick whatever Nike uniform you want and let them go? Oh, that would be a blast. Mm-hmm. And then my number one, and Brian, you're going to love this because I think it would be fun as hell. I would love to go coach down to you. Oh, okay. Get everybody down to Miami, and you're just having a blast down to Miami. And you just, and even though I hate the U, I hate it with a passion. I would love to coach it, just to coach it, like just to see what it's like down there. Like that's a wild scene. Yeah, you have to Uh, suspend every player. Well, well, if not, or I might get arrested. One of the two. So you might get arrested, right? All right. So let's get into our trivia. So let's get into our trivia answer, Brian. So yep. you had two people, a defensive line that made it to the Heisman. All right, in the last yeah, twenty-five two, years, correct? Twenty-five years, two defensive linemen were Heisman finalists. So one, the Dominican Sue. Yep. So he was one. I know that one for a fact. Two thousand nine. The second one, I'm still kind of hung up on. Because I think it was Joey Bosa, but also Jadavion Clowney comes to mind too. So it's one of those two, I think it is. Am I right? You are not right. I'm not right? Well, shit happens. All right. So Jadavion, but they're both good guesses because Jadavion Clowney, uh, I think he was maybe six in the voting, fifth or sixth in the voting. So he was very close to being a finalist the year. Okay. He did it, and Joey Bosa was not a finalist. I don't even know if he cracked the top ten. I didn't see his name anywhere. Okay, but a defensive end from the same school played the same position was a finalist. So Nick Bosa. Nope. Oh, on the other side, no South Carolina. So South Carolina. No, 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 no. Same Ohio State defensive end. Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, Chase Young. <laughs> yep. I'm, I, a lot of people probably screaming at you right now. Yes, yeah. Chase Young, uh, 2019. Yes. He was uh, the fourth fourth place guy. <sighs> Man. Look at all those. I thought you'd get that. Yeah, you get Donald Sue, but not your boy Chase Young. Well, the thing is, is like that kind of just like it was so recent that I'm not thinking about it because you said 25 years. So I knew Nadamican Sue, but I was thinking like further back in Ohio State with like Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa because they were both, and I completely forgot about Chase Young. So hey, should have. I was, I was the same way. I, I was trying. I thought Nadamican Sue was the last defensive lineman to do it, but um, yeah. Upon further research, yeah, I forgot about Chase Young too. All right, so where are we at now in the show? I mean, we got the trivia, we got the top three, we got everything else done, right? We're out of here, right? Just about. Oh boy! All right. So, oh, my cousin Dave's word of the day. Son of a. All right. So, what's my cousin Dave's word of the day? All right. Obfuscate. Obfuscate. That's our word. 
It almost sounds like something that you want to smuggle into prison. Like that. That's like a, that. <laughs> you know, you're, you're obfuscating sure. something into prison. Sure. sure. Like I, I'm yeah. just. All right, Brian, you want to go first on this one? I well, I think I'm down that same road um, because I really don't have a great guess or a great answer for this. So I'm going to say to steal something. Okay. No. God, I hate you. Uh, damn it. I'm going to say to smuggle something, not steal, to get something across enemy lines. No. Oh, well, we also. No. To make difficult or uh, to make difficult to understand or to be evasive, unclear, or confusing. That's what we're looking for. That that word of the day was very obfuscate. Yes. Thank you. Yes, it was. Very <laughs> kind of kind of like Royster. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Royster. Yeah. It's called something I like to eat is oysters. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a lot of tough ones. He said dumb or not smart. So he was close. Yeah, close. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, nice. Jose, right? Jose to take something away. Jose was somewhere yeah. with us. Wow, he's we're engaged tonight. He's. A, I know he that, is. What's going Michigan on? Fans. It's past his. It's past his bedtime, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. 7, I think he's 17. working. Jose, you got work to do, bud. Get back to work. Yeah, get to work, <laughs> man. Jesus. All right, boys, let's get out of here. Um, Vinny, tell them good night. Have a good night, everybody. Brian, God bless him. Yep, God bless you. God bless America. Uh, tune in next Tuesday at 6 p.m. We're going to have some uh, cheap seats boys in with us. We're going to have the juice and the big man in with us. It's going to be a blast. I miss those guys. And yeah. my Felicia, Craig will be here with us also. So uh, we want to thank our troops and thank our first responders for everything you guys do. Like we say at the end of the show, we love you guys. We can't thank you enough for what you do. And we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. See ya. Obfuscated. <laughs>